0: I was, uh, driving the other day, and, uh, I saw a homeless guy with a sign made out of cardboard, you know, like, typically, they are, um, and, and his sign, it read, it was something to the effect of, you know, anything helps, you know, even food, God bless, and, I don't know why, because the area I live in has, um, much like I assume at every other you know major city is seeing a rise in the homeless population uh, the the place I live in has a an an increasing amount of homeless people and uh I would say before the pandemic there was a... like you if you were driving downtown maybe you'd see like two or four. Homeless people, like on the, you know, like begging on the side, but now you see like 10 or 12. And I've, uh, I, I formed a, I, I was, so there's this homeless couple. Their names were Michael and Aaron. They were, they would work two intersections, one, one would cover one and one would cover the other. And they camped out by this deli. That I that I used to go to, and I would, I would pass them a lot of the time when I was driving, and they would always be out there, and it really fucked with me because like I was, this is around the time that I I moved into my first real apartment, like it was just a very exciting time in my life, and I was, you know, one of the things you think about if you when whenever you move out is like you're just so grateful to have your own place like you feel like it's a very accomplishing thing knowing that like you're living in a place and it's no one's helping you besides like you and your partner or a roommate or you know a few roommates if you have some or just yourself if you can pay for your own apartment yourself (coughs) and so I would I would drive past this couple and I I ended up Deciding one day at home that I'm going to take an old backpack and put a bunch of like clothes and like I went out and I actually bought most of the shit in that backpack was actually new. I got him a bunch of like socks and like a toilet or not toilet paper, um, a toothbrush and toothpaste and like I put food in there and like a a blanket and with the plan on next time I went to the deli I was gonna throw that backpack in my car and then I was gonna jump out and give it to them and that's ended up what I I did it was maybe like 40 dollars worth of stuff like that I money that I put into it um plus like a couple old sweatshirts like an, a couple old pairs of pants and um and like the backpack itself and so I would get to to talking to them because whenever I would go to the deli I would either get them something in the deli like to eat or like a couple drinks or um or even before a couple times I would ask them I would like flag them over be like hey Michael what's going on and i would talk to him for a second just see how he's doing and then I'd be like do you guys like need anything from like I'm gonna I'll pop into this convenience store for you if you need anything and he'd give me like a list of like some stuff that they need like A lot of interesting stuff you wouldn't think about, but, like, Tylenol and, like, tampons. He was, he made it very clear that those are, like, luxury items in, like, the homeless community. Like, whenever you're just not feeling good, you just don't feel good. Because you don't fucking have money to spend on Tylenol because you're working for food because you're starving, you know? I mean, even something like a fucking toothache, or you're just, you know, your back hurts because you're sleeping outside on concrete or on the grass, you know? <clears throat> and it's, I don't know, it's just, like, the little things like that, like, the little realizations that they tell you, and it's just heartbreaking, because I'd never heard that anywhere else, you know? Like, I learned that firsthand just from talking to a homeless couple, and, like, I made sure Erin had, like... I got her, like, two boxes of, like, tampons... And, like, cleaning wipes... And everything. And it's just, like... So humiliating... Having to ask for that, you know? And just being in a position where... Like, you have to rely on the kindness of strangers... You know... To not... Leak blood all over yourself... Because you're a woman... And it's, like you know, you're on your period this time of the month. Like, that's just so fucked up and so wrong. Like, no woman should ever have to ever ask. You know, it should just be provided. There should be ample opportunities to receive, you know, sanitary, you know, like, whatever. I don't know, like, pads or tampons or whatever. But that's really, that like, just thinking about that, that's really fucked up. And Michael was talking about how, like, he, I think he broke his, one of his toes, or, like, two toes... Or something, um he got in a fight with another homeless person and and that homeless person threw a rock at him, and it hit him in his foot and even even like wearing the shoes, the boots he there were boots he had on they were so weathered, and it almost looked like he was like he was wearing old cowboy boots that were just held together just by like the most strained pieces of leather <laughs> but they were like work boots. Or they were just tattered. Um, yeah, but he just needed that... He said that Tylenol will help him be able to, you know, hold his sign up longer. Because he'll be able to stand and not worry about, you know, like putting pressure on his foot too much. Because, the, the, you know, he won't be feeling all that extra pain. Just like the little things. I He was so grateful to have that because... Now he, now he has time to make more money, you know, like I was able to give him that because I, w- I never really, ha- I never really gave him like cash. I would always be like, cause he would, he was on this, he was standing maybe like 45 feet away from like a checkers or rallies. It's just like a local like burger restaurant, not restaurant, fast food place, I guess. Kind of like McDonald's stuff so, like trashy. I don't know. Um, but I would oftentimes go in there and get him like, like four sandwiches and like a couple like a couple of drinks and some fries for him and Aaron just to have food for later, you know. And I don't know, just super sad. I never really wanted to give him money, but I, w- I was able to give him the opportunity to work longer, and he was so thankful for that. And it's. I don't know, it's just, again, it's, like, one of those little things where it's, like, you don't really think about, much like the tampons, but it's, those, that's so valuable to have, and when you don't have them, I mean, you're, I mean, you're already put up, you know, you're already at the bottom of the barrel, now that you can't even, like, you can only beg for a little bit, because your foot hurts so bad to stand, like, you can't, so then what happens when just, let's just like go through this. If you break your toe and you're a homeless person, it's not like you can just walk into a hospital and get help. They're probably going to turn you away or they're probably going to try to do some shit that you're not really that comfortable with because there's most likely a reason you're homeless. It's not a regular, you know, it's just not ordinary reasons that you become a homeless person. I mean, sure, there are many people that are down on their luck and they don't really have a place to live, but those people rebound because they're mentally they, they are mentally well, a lot of the homeless situation, like a, a big reason why a lot of people are homeless, the homeless people are homeless is because they should be on medications that they're not. And this is a more comfortable way to live rather than trying to hold down a job and talking to people and doing all, you know, just like little things like that. It gives them a sense of freedom, and in, in their in their mind, where they're they've been completely locked up, and this is, their, their, this is what they think is best for them, you know. <clears throat> so just imagine the mindset you have to be in, where it's like, "Fuck it, I'm I'll just I'll just go live out on the street. That's a better option." Than, continuing to live how I I do. And by no means is it worse than living on the street. There's no worse situation that you would go run off and live in the street for unless you're mentally ill. And I know there are probably extreme cases where it's like, you know, if you're a child, like you're like 14 or 15 and you're being beaten or like molested and you just run away. Yeah, those are those are those cases. But I also believe that that comes with a little mental illness, too. No, like just a little. Deep scarring alters your decision making. I I don't I don't even believe that's controversial. I think that's just a you know, a studied fact. But it really makes me sad because I would, you know, I would talk to him and he said that we were it seemed like we were the like some of the only people that actually gave a fuck about him. Like he said we were One, we, I was one of two people that would kind of like regularly check on him. And I was just some dude who lived like a mile and a half away, you know, like how fucking sad is that? I think the lack of compassion in the majority of people is disgusting. I mean, you would you would hope in a you know in a perfect world, you know, the society around him would kinda come together and make sure that he was okay for the most part. But no, people just if they felt guilty on that day and they had, you know, some change or some cash they gave it to him, or if they had some extra food or something, like a bag of chips they didn't open, they would give it to him, but no, no one is there. This, it's a really sad reality. And whoever, I mean, whoever listens to this, there's a homeless person most likely within five miles from you. You know, it's not, I mean, there's, no one is immune to this issue. It's all around us. And it's sad that it's just not being addressed. It's It's just... A fucked up thing that no one's really making a big deal about this. I mean, there there are big problems. You know, there are issues that people are you know facing that are much larger than the homeless issue. But I think that really just goes to show, like, our priority is not necessarily on you know the hum, you know, the well-being and downright humanity of those who can't help themselves. It's really being prioritized. Like, all the folk is being prioritized on getting the two sides to fucking just be angry with each other. Like, just trying to divide, you know, people in America from, for, you know, from other, from from their fucking neighbors, you know? I don't know. It's just really fucked up. And that seeing that dude sign just asking for food just that's how you know someone isn't just because i've seen a couple people out there like some dude who looks indian or like pakistani or maybe even like thai or whatever and he you can tell he like he's clean shaven he has facial hair but he's clean shaven He recently got a haircut because his hair looks fucking, like, it looked good. None of his clothes were tattered and beaten up from being outside. They were just old and, like, a little too big. So he clearly wasn't homeless. But the guy out there who had, like, a big-ass hole in his sweatshirt and, you know, holes in his pants, who's asking, anything helps, even food. Like, even just stressing that point where he's like, even if you just give me food, this will be a big help, you know? Like, and I don't know, I drove, I drove by and after I read his sign, because I was driving, it was I, the the way you're coming. It's a weird intersection you get on the highway, but it's like you're you're gonna probably be taking this road at like 40 miles an hour, but he's He's on that side of the road because there's a light that will stop you and a lot of cars will back up there. So it's actually a good, it's actually a good spot, but there's just like sometimes where like a handful of cars just get to just fucking run through this light because it's still green. And I was one of those cars and I saw his sign if, and if I had the chance, I had like a, I had like four or five bucks. I, I wanted to give it to him because like it just really reminded me of Michael and Aaron and I haven't seen them in a while. And I really wish I, that wasn't the case. I, I would, I want to go check up on them, but I don't know how they're faring. Probably be a good reason to check up on them. I don't know. I have a big spot, like a big soft spot for homeless people. I, for some reason, like, even when I was a young kid, like second and third grade, I was thinking like, fuck, maybe I'll be homeless. I I just had this fear in the back of my mind where I was like, shit, maybe I'm just not going to, like, fit in or it's not going to work out for me and I'm just going to be homeless. And I never understood, like, why I had that thought, you know, because as an adult, I'm doing quite well for myself. So there's, like, no reason why i should have believed that i was going to be fucking homeless when i grew up but i just i don't know i just had that strange thought maybe because my mind like i couldn't under i couldn't rationalize why people did not have homes and why there wasn't other people helping them maybe that was the only way i could rationalize it was being like well shit maybe it's going to be me and now, just living in that mindset, now it's made me very open and compassionate to those who have fallen below the line and who need help. I don't know. It just seems like no one else gives a fuck. I mean, there are much bigger problems going on right now, like a fucking pandemic. Like, I don't know. Just fucked up. We just These times are really fucked up. on, you know, just different side of things. This podcast, even though i made a big fucking deal about it being on time, um, was late because I was I had moved into, I'm now fully moved into my apartment. This is actually, I'm recording this from my guest room. Which is nice. Be able to do this inside. Um, Yeah, just, I've just been busy moving shit around and getting shit looking nice mostly my girlfriend doing you know like 85% of the work but but now it is time to get back down to business I have everything set up so mentally I was in a place where I didn't really want to do much business wise because I um it was a lot to think about, on top of having to think about like packing and moving, and like just like the logistics of of all of that. Um, but now I'm I'm. Fully moved in for the most part. Anything left to do is just, for. Um, mo little it's, mostly just for like, the looks. Not not necessarily, you know, functionality. But just for you know the. Glamour, I guess. I don't fucking know. But, yeah, I got to figure out this goddamn printer. I got to send my application into this company in fucking Arizona or New Mexico. I need to start getting this ball rolling. And I need to continue to reach out and make contacts with manufacturers overseas. Because that is still my biggest business. I'm selling firearms and perhaps some AR15s in the meantime until I can, you know, until I have a confirmed um, manufacturer. But I need to get that fucking ball rolling. I'm I realized the other day too that I've gone back to living nearly paycheck to paycheck. Now, I'm not like Money-wise, I'm going to be fine. My girlfriend makes way more fucking money than I do. So money-wise, bill-wise, we're fine. But I'm just back in that mindset where it's like now with the amount of money I'm making, it's uncomfortable. And... Um, being uncomfortable is the biggest motivation in doing anything, at least for me, is doing anything. People say comfort kills creativity. Comfort kills motivation. That's what comfort kills. It's not creativity. It's motivation in general. If you're too comfortable you're too happy, you're too content, you will not, you you can't achieve anything because you're just fucking happy with how anything is. You have to find it in yourself to make yourself unhappy and uncomfortable, more importantly, uncomfortable. So you will, at least this is what works for me. Comfort is the thing that gets in the majority of people's way. You can apply that logic to any problem that people have and that mostly covers it. Like, for example, people... Like, I work with this... This fat chick. Most of the people I work with are fucking fat. Um, and... She would always just complain like she come because I work in the kitchen. She comes in and she's like just like eating snacks and complaining at the same time that she can't lose weight, which is so fucking funny to me because it's like I'm looking at the problem. Like you're the problem you're complaining about. Uh, I'm watching happen. And somehow it's escaping you. You know, but I'm seeing it firsthand and I I mean I can tell you I don't want to be a dick where I'm like stop eating fucking pretzels every fifteen goddamn minutes. Maybe your belly won't look like you're fucking pregnant. But it's the it's the fact that she's too comfortable in being who she is to ever change anything. I lost a hundred and ten pounds in less than a year. I did no diet and no exercise because I was, I finally reached the plateau of, like, of comfortability, comfortability, what are Comf- comfortability, I guess, I don't fucking know, and now it was, I felt extremely uncomfortable in my own skin, so after I hit that point, I was just determined to become comfortable again and as soon as you can change your parameters to instead of I want to do this because I want to be successful. I want to do this because I want to I want to earn this or I want to achieve this. No, you want to do this because you're you're uncomfortable and you're not going to be comfortable until you get to whatever it is you want. That is the ultimate motivation. That's the fire under your ass. You're not doing pull-ups because it's for your own fucking health. You're doing pull-ups because you're being fucking burned. You got to pull yourself up because it's definitely not fucking comfortable sitting over a fire. I just need to find something now that will make me uncomfortable enough to push through this and you know financial strain will probably be enough typically i withhold things from myself like uh like alcohol or nicotine and that's an uncomfortable thing but that's a good motivation for getting things done is wanting to fucking go smoke so bad but you can't cuz you have to fucking do laundry and you know, do a bunch of chores, but if fuck. Hey, it fucking works. If you actually commit to yourself, I'm not going to fucking do this thing that makes me comfortable until I get all of this done. That will be your biggest motivation. Starving artists write their best work when they're fucking hungry because they want to eat. They're going to do their best shit because they really want to fucking eat. That's being hungry is uncomfortable. You need to, I guess I need to do something, figure out something that will make me uncomfortable until I can, I don't know, start moving some product. I don't know. I guess I, that's what I taught myself. Now, All right. F- find something that makes you comfortable and take it away from yourself until you achieve something that you want to. All right. Peace out, guys.